Hello and welcome to the Ageless Wisdom Mystery School from Los Angeles. This is Michael Benner, your host every week for the Mystery School. Happy 2014. Hope it was a good holiday season for you. And this is, in fact, our first podcast of the new year. There are some changes you may know about if you read our weekly newsletter. And let me say, if you're listening to this podcast and not receiving the newsletter, it's easy to do. Our primary website is theagelesswisdom.com. And the word the is part of it. So after the W's, theagelesswisdom.com. And click on the button that says free newsletter. Enter your first name, your email address, and your zip code. That helps us with regional and geographic-based event emailing, helps reduce spam. So add your zip code to first name, primary email, and your zip code. If you're outside the U.S., don't worry about zip code. Just put a dot in that blank. But uh, especially those of you in the Los Angeles area, we're really looking for a zip code in there, okay? And uh, you'll get the newsletter usually on a Thursday or a Friday. And the programs are no longer going to be part of a webinar series. You know, for all this time, six years plus, These programs have been available by telephone, web feed, even Skype as live webinars, even though most people have always listened to the replay on demand or the podcast. Well, increasingly fewer and fewer people seem to join us for the live events, which means increasingly more and more people are listening to the replay on demand. So we've decided in the case of the free forum and the longer extended premium training, the tuition-based part of this, we're just going to go to studio quality. And uh, you won't notice a change in the podcast, but those of you who are subscribing to the extended premium quality program, you'll notice a definite difference as we shift from telephone quality to CD quality. But it means there's no particular time for you to tune in. The podcast will show up in your podcast folder, your aggregator, whatever program you're using to grab that podcast from our website. And if you're a subscriber to the tuition-based premium training, you're going to get an email link on Sunday or Monday that will connect you to kind of a cloud where you'll be able to download as an mp3 your premium training all right as long as you're subscribed you'll get a special email on sunday or monday with the link to the program i can't attach as an mp3 the program to the email directly because they're just too big but we can put it on a service like box.com and send you a link, and you can download it from there. Or listen streaming from the site. But again, it's a good idea to download it. Put it on your computer. Then you can move it to your smartphone or your tablet or whatever. Also, the newsletter contains every week a link to Stitcher.com, or you can go to the Stitcher site and do a little search. 
If you use the link in our newsletter, it'll take you right to our podcast on Stitcher. This allows you to download an app that you can use to send our podcast directly to your mobile device, your smartphone or tablet, or you can listen to it on your desktop or your laptop, your your computer at home with Stitcher without downloading an app of any kind. Stitcher is a great feature, especially if you're mobile and want to listen to the podcasts. So check out Stitcher.com or look for the particular link, the specific link in our newsletter. Our topic for this week is clearing mental clutter. And instead of doing two different programs, basically the podcast is going to be the first 20 minutes or so of the longer extended premium program. That shouldn't be too much of a change. And clearing mental clutter, our topic today, will, for the podcast people, be an introduction, as we always do, 20 minutes, plus or minus a few, with a meditation exercise so that you can apply the concept. And for those of you who come to theagelesswisdom.com and enroll in the premium training, the tuition-based training, you'll get the extended version where we go into a little more detail after the meditation and also include, most weeks anyway, a program from our archives, our sister site, focusedpassion.com, that features my business partner, Steve Snyder, and myself talking at length about the particular topic of the week. So clearing mental clutter, our topic for the day today, and the premium training will include a related program that on the same topic, we just happen to call it uh, the closed eye process because that's what you do. How do you clear mental clutter? How do you stop that monkey mind? That's what we're going to talk about today. Now, the first point I want to make, I think may surprise some people if you're honest with yourself, and that's the realization that when you put down your effort to think in an applied or purposeful fashion, let's say you're reading the book, or you're trying to make a decision, you're working on a project, you're making an attempt to solve a problem of some sort, you're planning a conversation with somebody, and you finish all of that and put it down and sit back and put your feet up, you'd think that your thinking might cease at that point, or at least slow down, and it doesn't. The chatter continues. And it just doesn't occur to most people because they don't get this kind of information or this training, even in a university program. I know psychologists and social workers that have had very little or no exposure to the mindfulness that is necessary to pay attention to your thinking without being the thinker. In other words, to learn to mindfully detach, to take a step back or up a little bit, and from that elevated or slightly detached point of view, witness that thought stream 
or that train of thinking and realize that it has very little to do with you. You might as well be eavesdropping on other people's conversations. Oh, surely some of those thoughts that bubble up spontaneously when you're not applying your thinking will have bearing on you. You may think about food, you may think about sex, you may think about problems you've not yet solved, bills that need to be paid, and so on. Your attention may go who knows where, to sports or what the weather is like, or maybe I should go to my computer and check my email. But the point is you never really know where the thoughts are going to lead you because they're really not yours. They're part of what sometimes is called a stream of consciousness, but it's not consciousness I'm talking about. That would be your awareness of the thought stream. It's a thought stream. It's a train of thinking that persists, chattering with, again, often little relevance to your particular life and affairs. Now, in Eastern philosophy, this phenomena is often called monkey mind. And that's what it sounds like. If you've ever been in a jungle full of monkeys or you've gone to the zoo and you hear the monkeys, they're chattering, they're seemingly talking to each other, they're babbling and muttering and screeching and it's similar to the frenzy that goes on, again, if we can be honest with ourselves, inside our heads when our thinking is not applied, when it should be pretty quiet in there, all right? And it can be and it could be. You see, the second concept here I need you to consider is that the more overstimulated you are, or I'll just say the more stimulated you are, as you become overstimulated, all right, as you become more stressed, anxious, nervous, worried, the more voices, the louder they seem to get, and the more demanding, listen to me, no, over here, listen to me, my thought's more important than that thought over there, no, you guys are all wrong. We need to think about this right now. This is what's really important and yada, yada. And so it makes sense, does it not, that if the volume, so to speak, the intensity, the number of voices demanding our attention increases as we become more and more stressed and stimulated, that to breathe and relax and unwind, ah, to create and sense a feeling of letting go would reduce that frenzy, that chaos, would slow it down a little bit, make it a little less demanding and easier to tolerate, easier to detach and sit back and maybe watch the stream flow by without being attached to it or driven by it or identifying with those thoughts such that you believe that this train of spontaneous thinking is your life when in fact you have the ability to take a step back and look at it 
without judging it. Can you imagine looking at your thoughts or listening to your thoughts if you're more of an auditory person? Observing your thoughts, witnessing them without judging them, categorizing, pigeonholing, deciding what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad, what's a winner, what's a loser, or even what would other people think? Because that's what it means to stop judging. To be mindful is to take that step back, to be the awareness of your thought rather than believing you are the thought. To do this deliberately and purposefully and yet not judge, analyze, or even use your imagination, but to look like a child looks when they're still an infant, with eyes open and pupils dilated, with this fascination, this interest and intrigue, as if everything is new. In Eastern philosophy, this is often called original mind or beginner's mind. You know, it's like giving the little baby a red ribbon and the baby will put it in its mouth to see what red tastes like. And it's touching the ribbon for texture or temperature. And it smells the ribbon. And then it rubs the ribbon on its face. And then maybe sticks it in its mouth again. Doing everything it can to just absorb through every sense available an understanding of this fascinating item that has just entered its life, a beautiful red ribbon, <laughs> right? Can you imagine an ability that you could develop to look at things that you're very familiar with as if for the first time? I would have you consider that this in large part is what Christ meant when he is quoted as having said that you must become like little children to enter the kingdom of heaven. I think it means this level of innocence, of spontaneity, of wide open wonder, which is necessary if you're going to see life as wonderful, you're going to have to fill it with wonder, with awe. Everybody uses that word, awesome. It's so awesome. Right? Well, what is awe? It's a good kind of fear, actually. It's not a fear that makes you afraid, that presents itself as danger. But to be struck with awe is like to be blown away. It's like to the first time you ever saw fireworks, for example. You know, I had the good fortune to be with a child on a couple of occasions who had never really seen fireworks before. And, wow, they were just blown away. It was just amazing. They didn't know whether to be afraid and run or sit back and just be fascinated and intrigued. And, in fact, we're sort of like a deer in the headlights, a little, a little of both. 
you know, part of them wanting to to run and be afraid and part of them wanting to just stand there because it's so intriguing and, well, fascinating. Fascination is another great word for it. So imagine being able to, on demand, even as somebody who's much older now, you're in your 20s, your 40s, your 60s, as it gets older, as you get more mature and more mileage, you may be less likely to look at something with beginner's mind. And that would be a shame because what you think you know and what you think you understand, of course, is a kind of a filter that blocks out what you do not know and what you have yet to understand. And so wisdom requires a beginner's mind and openness and a willingness to look at things and experience things as if new and for the very first time. You can learn to do that on demand with mindfulness. You can slow down that monkey mind. You can expand the gaps between the thoughts and engender some inner peace. You really can. Let me show you a great classical exercise on how to do this, all right? And then we'll close the podcast and continue for the premium people. And again, if you want to get the premium training, just go to theagelesswisdom.com and click on webinars and podcasts and then click on premium training. You can enroll with your bank card, your ATM card for a single class or a 13-week quarter or a full year. And of course, just like a big box store, the longer the period for which you enroll, the less expensive it gets. Single class is less than $7. You can get it down to $4.5 or so by subscribing 13 weeks at a time. And it's a little over $3 when you subscribe for a full year. So it's pocket change. Don't let money be an issue for you. In fact, if you're ever not happy, you think you've made a mistake, send me an email. We'll refund your money. I don't think that's ever happened, but we'll happily refund your money if you're not happy. Let's do that meditation exercise. Let's clear a little mental clutter right now. If you'll close your eyes and relax, get nice and comfortable. Sitting is better than laying down. You're less likely to fall asleep. Set up straight, but not rigid, rather balanced. And ah, Take a couple of nice, slow, deep breaths, creating and sensing a feeling of relaxation from head to toe. Feel safe and relaxed. Feel balanced and centered. Imagine pulling in strength and power as you inhale and as you exhale, feel the letting go. Safe and relaxed. And then turn your breathing over to autopilot. Allow your breathing to become natural and normal. Let your body breathe itself. 
Scan slowly your body from head to toe and back again. Take a few seconds to slowly sweep the length of your body with your awareness and actually feel muscles relaxing as you become even more relaxed. Feel the letting go, muscular tension falling away, softening like butter on a warm day. And then bring your awareness finally to rest on the bottom of your nose at the very point where breath enters and leaves the body. If for some reason you have a very stuffy nose and you're not able to do that, put your awareness on the mouth, on the in-breath and the out-breath through your mouth. But if that's not a problem for you to breathe through your nose, close your mouth Inhale and exhale through the nose with your attention resting gently at the bottom of the nose, watching, witnessing your body breathing itself, all by itself. Imagine. Being as interested as you could easily be if you sat at the shore of the ocean and watched the waves gently roll in, release on the beach, and drain down the sand back into the water. As you inhale, the wave rolls in. As you exhale, the water drains down the beach and back into the ocean. But you let the body determine the cadence. And you become the passive witness, the observer. Just as if you set up a beach chair at the shore and watch those waves. Imagine being camped out on the bottom of your nose and watching the in-breath and out-breath of your body without interfering in any way. But simply watching your body breathe itself in its own time, with its own particular rhythm. Letting go As if taking a step back, almost like watching someone else breathing. And if your mind wanders, and it's likely that it will, and you find yourself thinking of anything other than your breathing, as soon as you catch yourself, let it go and bring your attention back gently to the bottom of your nose. There's no need to be frustrated or disappointed in yourself. Everyone is distracted by a mind that wants to be cluttered, and wants to distract you. It's like a little puppy. It wants to jump around and run around, but... Who's in charge here? Who's running the show? Let it be your will, 
your volition, that you train the automatic or autonomic autopilot to allow you to simply watch your body breathing itself and consider if you wish all the other responses that are being handled in the same way food is being digested without you thinking about it or initiating the activity cells are being repaired and replaced disease is being checked and balanced and eliminated by the body's immune system your heart beats all of the other organs in your rib cage are functioning more effectively and efficiently as you become more and more relaxed and sit back and allow the body to handle all of this or if you wish imagine the brain or the subconscious mind however you wish to think of it you identify simply as the witness Now you can do this without my narrative or you could practice by listening to this podcast replayed. But soon you'll know it by heart and there's no reason why you need a tape or any kind of guide or narrator. You could set aside 10, 15 minutes once a day Ideally, at the beginning of every day, where your exercise is simply to relax, take a few slow, deep breaths as you close your eyes, then allow your breathing to normalize and mindfully detach with your awareness gently in the bottom of your nose. And simply watch your body breathe. Practice letting go of all distractions and gently bringing your awareness back to the bottom of your nose. And when roughly 10 minutes is up, a little longer than we've just spent, Reorient yourself, bring to mind the room in which you're sitting and what you'll see when you open your eyes. Count slowly to yourself, silently and internally to three. One, two, three. And open your eyes, wide awake and alert, feeling fine, rested, refreshed, and... Ah, take a nice, slow, big, deep, clearing and cleansing breath. And as you exhale, look around and take your time getting up and getting on with your day. Now, for those who are going to stay with us beyond the podcast into the premium training, what we're going to talk about is how this applies to mental clutter in a second phase or second stage. And that's 
recognizing that if I can learn, indeed as I learn, to sit passively and watch my body breathe, identifying not as the one who breathes so much as the one who watches the breathing, then I could transfer that skill to watching my thoughts without identifying as the thinker and feeling so stressed and tormented by the inner frenzy, the chaos, the monkey house, the monkey mind, all of that chatter that seems to compel you. Listen to me, no, me, work this out, figure this out, solve this problem now, quick, hurry up, and get a little peace of mind. Not by turning your thoughts off completely, you can't do that, but you can slow them down to a great extent and expand the gap between the thoughts and the compelling nature of the need to pay attention to those thoughts also subsides. The benefits are a little hard to describe because it's just so easy to sound like you're exaggerating when in fact there is no exaggeration. The the benefits are extraordinary. The happiness, the inner peace, the joy, the freedom from being disturbed, the, the absence of stress. You become, within weeks of practicing this exercise, so calm, so balanced, that it's very difficult for somebody to upset you. Somebody may try to knock you off center, to get your goat, so to speak, to yank your chain to get you upset, to get a reaction from you, and you're that cool, calm, collected, charismatic individual that you've always admired and wanted to be. And this is how you do it. Watching your breath is a 10,000-year-old exercise practiced by hundreds of millions of people from before there even were written languages. It's (laughs) certainly one of the most common and popular of all meditation techniques. And here we're applying it to the lesson of learning mindful detachment. As you learn to watch your breath without thinking you're the breather, you can learn to watch your thoughts without believing you're the thinker. You detach and step back. You can watch the parade from the sidewalk. You don't have to march the whole <laughs> the whole parade route. Okay. All right. So those of you listening to the podcast, thanks very much for being here. If you'd like the premium training, you can enroll at theagelesswisdom.com. Have a wonderful day and a great week. Be gentle, love life, take care of each other. This is Michael Benner.